You're listening to Links to AM Thoughts. Hi, man. Welcome to episode two, which is going to be talking about fandoms. I'm actually excited to record this episode, <laughs> as you can already tell, because it's just going to be me gushing about like the things I really like. Um, probably since like primary school. Not really sure I can gauge that young. Um, but definitely in high school and in uni, I have been in fandoms, like different fandoms, and probably gonna like explain like. Like how I felt in when I was going through in different fandoms, like I feel like fandoms you don't it's like not really come and go, but you do because you gain new kind of new interest at as time goes by. So maybe you'll be less focused on your previous fandoms, but you still love them nevertheless. I reckon. So I think the first thing to, I do want to address is like the stigma of it. Though. Like I think for fandoms, it depends if it's like. A fandom like for an artist, if it's a real life person, I reckon people or like sometimes maybe with TV shows or anime or manga or like a series. I don't know, like people might think you're crazy. Nothing else better to do or like frown upon. You like you get frowned upon sometimes. Um, I know. Remember, I remember like um for the ACG community, which is like the anime, comics, and manga. Oh, com. Anime, animation, comics, and games community. It used to be really frowned upon by the public. I guess like back in the days. I actually don't know why. Maybe they just thought that it's a bunch of nerds, you know, get together and then. <laughs> I mean, I used to be really nerdy. I still am a little bit, but um, I feel but like I think that stigma is getting like better in terms of people are more accepting like people watching animation in general. So it's a good thing, and I hope that keeps up, definitely. Because there's really a lot of good animation shows out there, like not just Japanese animation shows, but even like the Western animations, or sometimes even South Korea or like China, Chinese animations are pretty good. Like the standards are um definitely progressing, but definitely Japan has still the best animations in this world. Um, and so I think in terms of fandoms. Like back in primary, I used to be a really big Swifty fan. <laughs> uh, I use like back when Taylor Swift had her Fearless and also her Speak Now album. That was definitely the period that I was really into like her songs. Like I think both of these albums, I knew every single song of it. It was in my playlist. I I think that also started off like how I actually like singing. First, I would sing all the lyrics, and then go through them stuff like that. Like in Fearless, surprisingly. Uh, I got introduced to Taylor Swift because my dad. I think he 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 listened to Love Story, definitely like really like Taylor Swift classic. Um, I think her fandom name is called Swifties, which is really cute in my opinion. Um, I don't really listen to her songs these days anymore. I I still do, but not as much. So yeah, it's more like that. This for this fandom is like something I kind of died off at the end. Um, fearless though. Um, definitely love story, and also like fifteen, was like one of my favorite songs. In if I can so call remember from the album, it's a love story, baby, just say yes. And then the speak now, which is like, uh, I loved it. I really loved it. Uh, one of the songs. Um, I think it was back to December, and mine was so good. And then mean. Like mean girl, I I love the lyrics of it. When someday I'll be living in a bigger city, and no, you're ever gonna be as mean. Yeah, yeah. 
So like I like the sassiness of it, man. Like it was so good, and the like the across like the acoustic like country instrumental just hits me in the feels. But I think that's like really like it's not really a f- fandom. I wasn't like I wasn't really really into it. That I would say that I was part of the fandom, but definitely it started like like the spark of being something you feel you included, and then. I think like my friends would also listen to Taylor Swift sometimes, so yeah, I'll be singing Taylor Swift songs to my friends. It it was fun. I had it, and like even now if I go karaoke, I'll still sing like I think my group of friends, um, the ones that I go karaoke with, they do like Taylor Swift songs, like, and then we would definitely like, like jam into it. Yeah, love stories definitely gonna be one of the listens like that. Um, but yeah, and then in high school though. I think the main like main first fandom that I actually got into is definitely Vocaloid. Um, when I was around thirteen, fourteen, I was more like I was more of a casual like I always been into really into like Japanese anime and manga industry. Like I had the interest in it, like not that much though. Like I was more of a casual anime fan, I would say. Um, like some of my favorite titles. Um. Like even now, I still kind of watch. Like, really sad to say. Um, but like maybe two or three anime seasons per year. <laughs> like I normally watch them before I go to conventions, so I know that. Like especially like if it's like a new, um, like a series. Um, that's the In series. I'll try to watch them before conventions. Um, so I know that. If I want to emerge, I would probably buy that soft kind of. It's like me wanting to spend more money, but I'm willing to give that money. <laughs> um, Hyoka is definitely my all-time favorite. Like I love detectives-related um things genres. I love it. And then you know Chitanda when she was like, I want to know. I was like, girl, you have my heart too. And then, yeah, the cast um the characters in it was also. Not bad. I actually like the dynamics of it, so it's really good. Um, and then in terms of, I also really, really love Mob Psycho Hundred. Like, if you're, if you know me, I will always praise Mob Psycho Hundred like all the time. I'm still catching up with season two. Should really catch up. Um, but yeah, it's. I feel like, like I personally haven't really watched one One Punch Man yet, but. I Mob Psycho Hundred is just the storytelling of it and like the plot, the premise of it is really, it's really refreshing and it's like because you see this kid like he's doing his really best to try to improve himself and you can see his character development. I think that's really really like one of the most like aspects of the show that you can really sometimes really relate to and also just sometimes you really feel bad for Mob that you just want him to like succeed, you know. And when you see him like growing up, the show is like it's really touching at the same time. Um, <laughs> moving on, but um, I have always preferred reading like manga instead of anime. It has always been like that. Like I remember that one year when um, it was like a shoujo year, like anime. Like I remember when Nisei Koi came out. I already read like in terms of like um, anime adaptations from the manga. Um, Akagami no Shiba Yuki Hime. I remember it was out, and I really loved the series beforehand. Akatsuki no Yuna was also the same, and then also with Nisekoi. I'm not sure if they were the same year. I think Akagami no Shiba Yuki and Akatsuki no Yuna was also the same year. I think it was the same year. I'm not too sure, but 
but they're both with hair, so I'm just assume. Um, but I love both of them. Like, okay, as you already can tell, I'm more like a shoujo kind of girl. Um, but I really love both of the series. It was like more of like the historical like premise, and then it was like really strong um female leads. I love that a lot. Um, and then you have sometimes I remember like all in high school club was also really really funny, and I loved it. Um. And also one of my favorite ones, I think it will be Hiwunaka no Ryusei, just because the second lead. <gasps> Should I say spoilers? Um, but yeah, the second lead was given more spotlight, definitely, if you compare it to like the general um, shoujo mangas. I think Hiwunaka Ryusei was pretty like real, I guess, in my opinion, or less the last time I read it, which was like a pretty much three years ago, but if I still remember it, it means it stuck like a good decent amount of it left a good impression <laughs> but the thing is I think I was into Vocaloid more because um, I was I'm the type of person that I don't really watch show, shows like I'm not into series I'm not really into movies I don't have any streaming services Um, and like the shows that I watch like I said anime I only watch like two to three seasons per year and manga is just like I used to be really into manga um also shonen manga though like Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood was definitely one of the good series I can definitely recommend um and also love yeah and um I really can think of my head right now um but I do enjoy me decent amount of shonen um but still I think nevertheless I was still more of a vocaloid but like just a music person in general because in my spare time I normally go onto YouTube and gen just listen to music or like um like just finding or like just randomly listening to music knowing new artists or like how I remember when I was in my vocaloid like phase a lot I it kind of like with vocaloid it kind of sparked in me of like no like it was definitely the starting of me wanting to learn how to sing wanting to learn how to um, draw and also try to like create um songs plots like the composition kind of like team in like music and stuff that kind of sparked in me I actually wanted to be um like I wanted to actually study something music related um but I think I end up because like in terms of career perspective wise and maybe because at the end of the day to me, music is like something I enjoy doing, but maybe not as a job. Because I feel like if you do it as something you enjoy from time to time, it's definitely enjoyable. But like, if you do it as a job, I'm not too sure Like, if I had the passion or determination to actually pull through it. Um, so that's why I decided not to pursue the music career path. But I'm doing IT, which is something also I enjoy. So I'm not complaining too much. Like I do enjoy what I'm studying at the moment. So that's a good thing because I do know that... Um, people sometimes feel lost or like not too sure of what they're studying is like what they actually enjoy and passionate about so I'm definitely feeling lucky that I'm able to do something I have interest in at least um but Vocaloid going back to Vocaloid but yeah um I definitely started to draw oh I remember doing also that phase like it was my you know when you're those like emo edgy you know 13 years 14 years when you just started puberty your emotions are all over the place and then you know 
there's a really a lot of sad songs in Vocaloid, a lot of emo songs in Vocaloid that just kind of like, you know, puts and slaps like the icing on the cake. Um, Vocaloid, I think I was definitely more into vocal walk, like um, the walk genre. So like Yu Yu Yupei, where he composed like Lieda, um, Leon, Palette, Hope. I really loved his. I met him once in real life in Comet Fiesta um, convention, and it was like the best thing ever in my life. I had his signature. I'm still like. And I gave him a little fan art of uh, Luca from Lieda. I he, he looked so. He was like, oh, this for me. I was like, yes, take it. Um, I. Yes, I really respect him as like an artist, and getting to see him in person was just like unbelievable. Uh, he was shorter than expected though, but I can't really say too much. Um, but I think the way he, um, especially I think he, I really love how he does instrumentals. It's like, and it's really, it's really distinct. Like sometimes if you see, like he does some kind of like, sometimes he's just like the part of the composition team, but like when he does instrumentals, you can really distinctly know it's Yoyo Yupi. Sometimes I'll be like, oh, this one's actually not bad. And looks up to it, oh, it's a tree. Oh, Yoyo Yupi took part of it. I think... Um, one baby metal song was also done by him like he had a part in it and also we've seen the Bella Girls so and then Neville Neville was a really also big inspiration for me in terms of like if Yo Yupi was more like the sound like Neville was the also one of the biggest inspiration for me to like um, have that kind of like emo writing in a sense um, like trying to pour your feelings out into a song Neville definitely inspired me a lot um, I would say, um, like, Tokyo Teddy Bear, uh, what else did he say? Loki was also really, really good, and then, I'm not too sure, ah, uh, abstract, I know, not, I, I'm not sure, I'm too, I'm pretty sure it's not Akatsuki, but I remember the ty- English title song was Abstract Nonsense, and then How to World Domination was really, really good, and then Lost Ones, the Lost Ones Whipping, like, so good, can't really sing his speech, the, the wind speech, but, like, I love it. Like, the way he puts emotions into the lyrics and then the way he also tries to orchestrate like a plot like a story inside it terrorism was also really good drowning in the wave of sadness was really good i was i, I finally like found like the list of it re-education yes jailbreak yes and then oh yeah i remember like when i was back in my vocaloid like when i was into vocaloid i also tried a little bit with um voice tuning actually um with Otaloid because it's the free version of it and I'm not too sure I think one time I that time I was really into it and then I haven't composed like some like I don't use Otaloid to compose songs definitely not I just can't use my own vocals but like I I had a stack like I had a book of like wind songs or like like I don't really write songs anymore these days because for me, I have to really feel like really emotionally invested before I can write or like think of like lyrics and melodies in general. So maybe, yeah, that's one of the reasons I didn't want to pursue music because to me it's like, for me it's that like I don't get inspirations um, fast enough and I was like, what do you, what do you have to do if like, this is your job, day to day job and you always have to always have creative ideas, I can't do this. So I didn't want to also like stress myself out. But yeah, I, I was into it guys. But yeah, it was, it was a time that I really was really trying a lot of stuff, and then, um, that's like with Vocaloid. I I think a lot of composers like to make like a Vocaloid series. Um, Story Evil is definitely like the most notable one. Like Seven Evil, when I saw like 
the classical MV version, my I don't really cry a lot. Like I really don't. But when I first saw the MV, I was crying. I was just so sad. And then they even had like a manga and also like novels of it. If I'm not mistaken, the, um, the author Akuno P made a whole franchise about it. Like I think Akuno P, like he has a lot of series. Um, I don't really follow his other series though, because personally I didn't really like his style of music that much, sadly. <laughs> but Servant of Evil is definitely one of, one of his songs that we really love. And then, the legendary Kageo Project by Jin. This whole series got adapted to an anime by Shaft. Like, it has that, like, it was growing so much to the point that it has an anime. So, and then, like, his songs, they're like a series, and then he also had his own universe of it. So it was also really, like, really, really good. Like, interesting to see how it all interconnected. And then his songs are really good too. Um, Lost of Memory is one of my favorite ones. And then Yuki Yesterday is more like an upbeat, really nice tone to it. And then I love the Lisa version of it. And then Other Signs is more like the rock ones. And then Yabanashi Deceive was more like, no, kind of like, I wouldn't say he, like, it was more upbeat, and I really loved it. Um, but yeah, Kageo Project was like one of its kind, definitely. I think it was definitely, when it was still in his hype, like, everyone knew about it. Like, if you're in this vocal fandom, you knew about Jin, you knew about, like, all the, like, the lore and stuff. I was into it too. I think I also read the manga. They also had a manga, I remember. I also read a little bit about it. Um, I think... One of the sadder ones, um, I think it's a really short series, is The Prisoner and Paper Plane. I remember they had a novel series of it, if I'm not mistaken. Um, the series is pretty sad, in my opinion. It was really short and sweet. Well, not really short, not really sweet, but it was a bittersweet kind of to it. So, definitely check it out if you guys haven't. And... Um, the Night series by Hidoshizuku P and Yama. Oh, they're also both like, I think they're a duo. Um, oh yeah, yeah, they're a musical duo. Um, their songs generally are really good. Like, they normally like Night series is actually not bad, but I think their standalone songs are also really good. They normally have um, like, plots like a story behind each song that they try to convey in inside their. Um, MVs and stuff. Uh, the Shikyo Hori no Hane, which I think everyone knows the four seasons. Um, it was really sad. Everyone like, it. I think it was like the AU where the Swan wanted to help out the the person that saved her life, and then she, and then the pers like the person that saved her life was also dying and then he was like in sickness and then the swan when she became a human she had to like pluck out her feathers to like sew to something to sell and then she was like if i don't look pretty anymore will you still love me and like the guy the person that saved her was like yes and now it's just emotional feels man like if you watch like the mv and like the lyrics to it it's like so sad and then there's also like the alluring secret black vow which is himitsu no uh, Kuo no Chikai. Um, it's, it's, the MV is something, <laughs> but it's also really sad, sorry. I, and then I think they're also famous for the, what series was it again? I, um, Summer's Voice. Yes, yes, they were, so, they were also really popular, um, the notable songs from that would be Summer's Voice. So, yeah. 
honestly like I think they still produce music from time to time so ah Kawakui Bus was also from them I love Kawakui Bus and they also had like a whole like mini raw to it like the series of it I I was also invested on it <laughs> just kind of sad that because I think they only sell like the manga on like conventions in Japan so uh, I really wish I had my hands on it and like know about it because I think the way the storytelling is is like really truly I loved it um uh, that's for like the vocaloid side of things and then I think in like as I kind of grow older like in college uni like when I was like 17 18 18 years old I was I started going to K-pop <laughs> my K- I can say like my K-pop journey kind of um I think I started off with liking Blackpink okay like not say I didn't know what K-pop is like um because I think in Asian countries, you definitely like listen like, like the 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 public would play some K-pop songs. Like I remember when I was young, there was like one the girls nobody nobody but you or like Girls Generation. Or the Super Junior, sorry, 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 sorry. Like I, I know a lot of SM songs. <laughs> um, and then I knew about the existence of EXO. Just because like my a lot of how my classmates were see the stigma of it. Like my classmates were like op- like on like over them, like obsessed with them. And then initially I was like, what are these girls doing? You know? Because you know how like sometimes I think it was also one of the phases that I wasn't that open minded yet and I was like I just wanted my anime 2D guys, you know? And I think that era, like twenty twelve eras of like K pop makeup look wasn't it for me? Like, nah, the dark eyeliner, like, the really spiky hair. Like, even now, if I were to think that I... Yeah, I would love the songs, definitely. But definitely not on the outfits. I'm so sorry for saying this, but yeah, not on the outfits. So, I got into BTS. Um, So, the BTS um, fandom is called um, ARMY. So, I got into it when I... I think... Oh yeah, and then for vocal, I think the fandom name, I think people, there's not really an official fandom name, but I think people normally call it, I think they smash it like vocal and otaku, so vocataku, vocataku, I, I'm not pretty sure what it actually is, I just know that I was a really big vocal fan, so I'm just gonna assume that I'm part of fandom. Um, and then, when I was an army in around 20, definitely I started off, I knew about BTS existence around the end of 2016. Like, after they got their mamas, definitely. Um, okay, the first, like, MV I watched from them was Blood, Sweat, and Tears. Initially, it was, like, really too... It was too much. I was like, oh, okay, these seven guys are wearing this kind of... Like, it's, it's... Like, it was aesthetic, but, like, I'm a soft tent. I'm a soft stand kind of person, so... It was a little bit too much for my heart. Um, but then I think when I knew about the H4YH, um... Eva and then Man Butterfly I Need You and then when I knew like Jeans Awake was also like one of the songs that um kind of like put kind of like put the nail to the coffin like yes I'm gonna stand them so uh yeah I think um Spoon Day was the official first comeback that I experienced um it's been ages and now it's really 2020 like and oh yeah and recently um BTS had released like the Bam Bam Con and I'm like oh and then now they're playing the old songs back I feel nostalgic I was like oh and like because I didn't have a chance to attend those concerts before because I never knew about existence before yeah 
and now being able and now sometimes I see on my Twitter because I'm also like stuck at home also watching on YouTube I feel like it also is amazing that how everyone is able to bond over like like through music we're able to bond with people like no matter um where you are who you are being able to have that connection still is really amazing in my opinion and I really am glad that BTS like my uni friends and my close uni friends we definitely got together like firstly through like initially through BTS so I'm really also like they're also like my really besties and I really treat them sisters <laughs> like <laughs> technically I'm the I'm the older sister of the group um but I am like considered the oldest so I'm not going fast too much um but being able to also bond because of a fandom is like wonderful I reckon and to know friends through it is like definitely a way big plus point um and then now like I think I'm after like getting into K-pop I was more in, like I'm more into like K-pop music industry like and I think with K-pop it kind of we spark like if Vocaloid was the spark of it and then K-pop or BTS was like the we like me wanting to improve a lot because I think I used to like I used to um cover a lot of songs when I was like 16, 17 and then I think it kind of died off died off a little bit I don't know maybe it's because like at that time I also had like my final exams um in Malaysia we call this like the SPM so it's like kind of like sets not really equivalent I say but like it's like um the exam you need to before you pursue your further um tertiary studies so I was really busy on that in the first yeah now like and then I think in in I think in uni I started to pick up like singing and making cover songs again which I really enjoy still um recently so just I posted up Coco which is like vocal so I'm bringing like like it's like with the whole lockdown I'm just like listening a lot of like like bringing back like all the songs all the songs I used to listen and I'm like trying to cover one by one a little bit um but yeah I feel like it kind of like make the whole like pushing me forward to like be better in like whether it's singing or drawing like I think like definitely not I don't really focus on composing a lot these days but definitely singing drawings but I like focus more on which is because it's something really like I enjoy doing it and oh yeah because of BTS I kind of like start rap a little bit not that good I wouldn't say I'm a rapper definitely not I'm still like a more vocal person um but I'll definitely say that I have in terms of my singing techniques definitely that have improved so much because I think with because it started off with Japanese songs and then Japanese like Japan essentially the, the singers their singers I mean they kind of use more of a nasal technique which not say it's bad but it does like if you don't do it correctly like I remember I used to hurt my throat so so much because I go super super high pitch like I can I can hit those notes but sometimes they're off pitch and off tune and it really hurts my throat a lot and then now I'm able to sing in a more like comfortable range that I like. I, I'm happy that I'm able to also improve um in terms of like musical skills wise definitely. Um and then also like 
I would definitely say other than Ami, I'm a more Ami. Um, I would definitely say I'm definitely inside the two more by together's fandom, a more moment of alwaysness. Like I think with BTS, like the difference is like between the fandoms, is like with BTS, I I view them as like um artists that I really look up to, whereas I think for TXT, um, it's like I view them as like like because them. I think with TXT they're closer to my age, so like Yongjun's the same age as me. Ooh, <laughs> like and then being able to also like relate, like the same age, they also kind of inspire inspire me that or like some um members are younger, right? They are be able to do do all this kind of stuff. It kind of inspires me that damn I should also be able to do the same. Not that BTS doesn't. But I think it's just because of the age gap sometimes, it does kind of affect my mind a little bit. But I still really view both groups as really talented, like really hardworking, talented artists that should be, that deserve all the love in the world, so. And then, I think for K-pop, most groups, um, pretty much I would know the tire tracks, if they are up on the, um, like, music bank and stuff, like, um, A-Pink's comeback, um, dum, I'm not sure how to pronounce it, dum dun dun dum dun dun dum um, pretty sure I butcher it, but even that comeback for that was really good. And then it was also um Asa by Signature, it was also really good. Asa sa sa. So that's that. And then I think the next um last segment I want to cover, like um I feel like for fandoms a really big part that also try to always like um keep things like pro- like not say keep things progressing but like making people stay would be. I might make a whole segment, like whole episode might be about this, um, but it'll be definitely be fan fictions in my opinion, um, because I feel like fan fictions, right? You can explore like the dynamics of like different characters, and not just like shows. Oh yeah, I'm so like into. I think I was into like at least for the first two seasons, I was into like Miraculous Ladybug. So like being able to also see how the characters interact in different kind of settings, exploring different kind of AU's alternate universe it's also really really cool in my opinion because like you be able like visualize or like try and create more ways of like potentially how the characters might interact with each other and then it goes to the same with like any other fandom like if you're able to have like create different kind of um dynamics to um characters or like people that you like from the series or like even from groups i feel like this especially i feel like Shows, show fanfics are not, are fine, but I feel like the more interesting ones are like from, um, let's say from K-pop group, shouldn't, it's really bad to say this, uh, we, like, I'm just gonna put out an example, um, let's say, because like, in real life, like, you really like the members synergy together, and then if sometimes, um, I think this is also one of the big reasons I'm becoming more open-minded to LGBT in more, in general, it's because I'm being, yeah. <laughs> I'm being really more of like homo, homo ships, uh, homosexual ships. Uh, I, yeah, I think it made me more accepting. Oh yeah, so I feel like being, like let's say, if you like a K-pop group and then let's say you like the dynamics between two members, um, being able to explore like the potential possibilities of settings they might be in. Or like sometimes, like, um, you just like the author's way of writing in general because I feel like with fan fictions because you have a steady amount of fan base 
And then if you create something like a plot, even though with, with whatever members it is, to me normally most like if the story is good, I don't really mind what memberships are what. But if if the story is good, the plot is good, I'm gonna read it and I'm gonna enjoy it nevertheless. So yeah, I feel like that's that. And then I think creates like people's creative writing skills, which is a really good thing I reckon. And then yeah. But with fanfictions, I feel like there's a lot of platforms that we have to be really, really aware. Um, AO3, AO3, like archive of our own, is definitely one of the better um, fanfiction platforms out there in this world. Um, and then, like, for I used to use Wattpad. Okay, when I was young, I already knew Wattpad. Okay, guys, and then I didn't know what the hell was AO3 until much later. Wattpad is like kind of a hit of a miss. Like there are good titles back in Wattpad. Really rare, but they are. But it's like within like maybe a hundred one. Uh, like one out of a hundred, there'll be one good decent title. So there are, there are good titles over there. Like there are good parts, but it's just yeah. So I think that kind of sums up like my thoughts of fandoms and like how kind of fandoms I've been going through. Like mostly, like I'm definitely more to like a K-pop like um army more fandoms. Um, but I still love my good old Vocaloid songs and stuff. I think that's all for now. Um, the song recommendation for the week would be a Vocaloid song actually to bring back all the feels. I might um bring back all the songs that I used to really like listening like. It's probably gonna be like you no know, twenty seventeen, uh, twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen kind of, or might be even earlier before than that. But I'm just gonna bring back probably for next um few couple of um podcasts. So the song that I'm gonna introduce is um by Samfrey. Also rest in peace. Like he passed away, but he's one of the composers that created Luca Luca Night Fever. Luca Luca Night Fever. I think one of the notable songs. And yeah. The song I wanted to um introduce is um recommend is the Fate of Soul, The Darkness of the Other Side of the Period. I feel like it's such an underrated song. So it doesn't have a lot of views. Uh apparently based on Vocaloid Lyrics Wikia page, it's only have one hundred and forty thousand views ish. Yeah, um the song is basically about like um it's really sad actually be sweet. But I think at the end I think the person that sang the song he she just wants to be remembered by and want to be loved and remembered by the person she loves. So the chorus goes あ、せめて人と聞いても、あんたに愛されたいと願うことは罪でしょうか。And that ends our podcast. I'll see you guys next week. Stay safe, stay healthy, everyone.